Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, babes. I'm so excited to be able to bring you this new guest episode podcast because the interview was incredible. I had the opportunity to interview Allie Bowman, who is a life coach for humans to create masterpiece for their life. She worked at Cirque du Soleil for years before she transitioned into using emotional acceptance and energetics and shamanic healing journeys and creative expression to create this beautiful masterpiece of a life and then go on and teach others to do the same. Ali literally lives and breathes art. We call her Ali the artist as she shares in the episode. And some of the practices that she shares, some of the things that we get into are just so incredibly important to keep in mind and remember, especially when you want to create more fun and joy and creativeness into every single day of your life. It's crazy how on her travels, she was able to learn all of these modalities, all of these techniques, and really just integrate that into her own life and her own healing before coming home and now teaching that to others. So this was such an incredible episode to record and to experience. And I'm so excited to bring you guys in the journey, in the conversation that we had, because you will definitely, definitely take away a lot from the conversation And I know you guys will just love all of the takeaways that Ali shares and they're tangible ways that you can bring more creative energy into your life every single day. This is Ali Bowen. Welcome, Ali. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Yeah, thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Allie. Uh, I'm an intuitive life coach. It's so exciting to be here and talk to you. I am looking forward to our conversation. I love it so much. Okay, so (laughs) for the listeners who don't know who you are, um, introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit about you, your backstory, how you got started in coaching and healing and just sort of the whole space that you're in and everything that you do and just give us all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, right now I call myself like an intuitive life coach. So I infuse healing into it, but it's all about like who you're being in the world. And 
I incorporate into that a lot of like creativity and fun and healing, like healing journeys. So I do like recorded meditations for my friends or for my clients and like sound healing and that sort of stuff. And how I got there is, uh, well, for all of my life, I've been an artist. So I love making, creating things. And since I was a young girl, like I have, <laughs> you know, the caricatures at like Disney World that they do. Yes. <laughs> So we have one when I was like six years old of me and it's like Allie is an artist and me with a palette. And so like this has been who I've been for like my whole life. But uh, when I was in college, I studied theater and technical theater. So I've never really been a performer, more of like on the artistic side. And I got a job at Cirque du Soleil and I worked with with them for like eight years. And as I traveled the world, I learned all this amazing information, not only about art and learned from like people who live in the places uh, that I traveled. Like I would seek out artists to learn new modalities, but also like I would go to like yoga and healing classes everywhere I went. And so I found all of these amazing modalities and like I, I was able to pick out what I like and what I don't like and really see things that worked quickly and things that didn't. And so I've kind of molded a lot of these trainings and modalities that I've used into a practice for people who don't necessarily have the opportunity to, to travel with a circus for seven years and <laughs> explore all those things. Yeah. So I that's love I that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like very rewarding. One, being able to just like travel and work at the same time, but also learn from all of those people. Um, where were some of the, your favorite places that you went to that you were able to connect with these teachers and artists and healers? Um, and what did you learn from them? Yeah, so I probably my, I spent about three years in Japan. So wow. I spent a lot of time there. Uh, and I would say that was the majority of the healing modalities that I learned there and art too. Like I took some really cool art classes there, like Kintsuki, which is like when you see the bowls that yeah. they've, like if a bowl breaks, then they put the gold in, they glue it back together. It's so beautiful. I love <laughs> that sort of stuff. But like that sort of stuff in Japan, which I think that there's so many beautiful messages in art styles about how we live our life like you're not broken if something broke like if something falls away it's not useless you can still like glue it back together and it, it looks even prettier in my opinion afterwards and uh yeah so I really loved a lot of the art stuff I learned in Japan in terms of healing I was really impacted by uh a woman that I met in Singapore who did uh gong baths so she would teach like a yin yang class and you would do yin yoga while she played she has like six gongs in this tiny little apartment and it was just such a transformative experience for me and I said I don't know I don't care what happens I need to know more about this and that kind of sparked the sound journey that I've gone on um but from there I've I, yeah I learned yoga in St. Lucia <laughs> I took uh I learned from a man in Vietnam uh, about using traditional tools to create uh, artwork out of bamboo. And so he oh, like wow. has a bamboo forest <laughs> and he was like, so we'll go and we'll cut down the tree and then I'll teach you how to like sand it and make the thing. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like the, the fact that I get these experiences sometimes you're like, I feel so lucky. And then I remember it's like, because I followed my dream. It's like, mm -hmm. I didn't, 
I let myself choose that crazy, weird life that I wanted, which was like, oh, I'm going to go and be, I'm going to do theater and I'll probably make no money and I'm not going to like, it's going to be hard. But no, I like had, I was so grateful and so lucky to have so many of these experiences because I made that choice. I love that. From a young age. Yeah. Following your gut, following Mm -hmm. that intuition, following that inner knowing that you were meant for so much more. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's my jam. I love that. Me too. (laughs) It's led me to be here. You know, That's so exciting. And then when you were like learning from these people and like seeking out different types of art or different types of like healing or yoga, um, were you looking for that specifically or you just kind of like, I want to experience something and let, let it happen as it happens. Like, how did that, how did that happen? Yeah, it it was more of the latter. Like I, it wasn't like I was specifically seeking to attain a bunch of knowledge from a different, a bunch of different people, more just, I was traveling and I really wanted to get to know the culture and like the people who live there and more so than just like going to all the sites and seeing the things. It's like, I want to meet people who create their lives here and so you do some digging and you meet some people and they teach you some things and really you get to have those conversations with people like people who aren't normally leading the tourists around you know (laughs) so it, it really created more depth of my understanding of a lot of these countries which was really important to me as a person traveling to these places to understand like the people who live there not I just go that. and like observe, <laughs> but right. get to know. And it's yeah. not just like going to see the sites that most people mm-hmm. would like find on Google. And like, <laughs> it's literally just immersing, immersing yourself into that lifestyle, into um, the culture. I think that's Definitely. so important. Yeah, it Ooh. is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have like body tingles. I'm like, mm, that's good stuff. It's it's so juicy too because you meet these people and they you're just utterly transformed by some of the stories that you hear of these people. Like the man that I met in Vietnam uh, with the bamboo forest. It's like he has done this his entire life and he has no aspirations to make more money or be famous or anything. It's just like, he loves making things out of bamboo. He so much so that he like will. So as bamboo grows, you can kind of like shape it. So he like takes the time to shape bamboo in the shape of bicycles and make bikes out of bamboo. I'm like, that takes, that's such a commitment. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. it's just amazing the level of commitment these people have to their craft without any desire for it to be more than just a craft and a thing that they do. It's beautiful. I love that. So yeah. as an artist, because that's what I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you an yeah. artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're going back to that caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, how important is it to incorporate art or like your creative expression into everyday life especially right now in the times that we're in um I don't know about you in Kansas but in Canada they just like put a whole bunch more lockdown restrictions and like we're home and we can't travel and we can't have those external experiences like you're talking about that I feel like so many people have been craving for the last year um so how important is that to like 
bring that into your daily life and really just make it a priority? Um, and how can people start doing that? Yes. Uh, I, it's very important to me to do it because I get super restless when I'm not creating things. <laughs> and, and so one of the ways that I incorporate it, and I think is really fun for a lot of people, especially if you're like somewhat spiritually minded is I love affirmations. I love working with affirmations, not in the sense, like, I believe that the way that we think of affirmations is like the mindset that you're in creates the reality of the world you live in. And when you're in a different reality, you take different actions and that's how you create your results from it. It's not necessarily like, I just think this and do the same things, but it's more of like that approach of when I'm seeing things a different way, I'm going to act a different way. And so what I do like on the daily is I pick an affirmation or something I'm working on and I create art about that thing from that yeah. space. So <laughs> I, I, you can probably see it cause we're on video, but uh, yeah. I, for example, above my door, I have a dollar bill that I painted that I, I was really going through some money stuff. And I was like, I really want money to feel fun and feminine and juicy and remind myself that when I make money, I spread it to the women in my life. And I impact, like I help with that dynamic in the world. And so I painted this dollar bill and instead of a face, there's a vulva in the middle <laughs> and it's it. got like goddess moons, everything. And it's like just a physical reminder to me every day. And I don't even have to stare at it every day, but it's there in my space reminding me that this is important. So that's kind of what I, how I use my art on the daily. And I think it's fun for people to do that because it doesn't have to look good, <laughs> but because that's not, for me, at least that's not the point of art. It's kind of Art is letting your inner child like pick up the crowns and like get messy. Yeah. You know, it's that like feeling of just expressing whatever's happening inside of you and like putting it on paper. Um, I know for me, like I love writing. So um, writing is like a massive creative practice that I do. Mm -hmm. And because I sing, sometimes it comes out as a song or a poem. Sometimes it's literally just journaling and like letting stuff out but the thing that makes that makes you feel after you're done doing it it's like none other so I feel like any way that you're expressing your creativity you're just like tapping into that part of your brain and you're being like cool I get to do this every day not I have to I get to do this every day right? Well, and it's so amazing too because I think that a, like a lot of us in in all generations really are taught that like when you're an adult, you don't get to play anymore. <laughs> and so like, we're so serious all of the time. And I really like to remind not only myself, but like the people I work with that, like, what did you do when you were a child for fun? Like, how did you like get messy? And you didn't care. You just drew the stick figure with the like house <laughs> that looked like that. Like, and it was a fun, exciting form of expression. And it doesn't have to be different now like you can still do that. You can still have those fun, exciting forms of expression. It's, we just think that it's harder than it is. But when you sit down with a piece of paper and, and just like start to do whatever it is, what it, whether it's writing or singing or painting <laughs> or clay, I love working with clay because there's something about the tactile nature of it that like relaxes the brain and like kind of, uh, especially as somebody with anxiety, it relax like gives me something to do tactilely. <laughs> that I feels started really nice. playing with clay um, during quarantine and I created like incense holders and like 
wands. I put like crystals in them. And now I like come yeah. around like I'm fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I feel like any way that you can express your creativity is like magical. Right. And it like, the, the part about it that I love so much is like not going at it with an intention to create something that you're like, right, I'm, I'm going to sell this or I'm going to make something beautiful. But it's just like, what do I want to do? Like, <laughs> let myself do that. Thank and you. Yeah. I feel like that's yes. such an important distinction to make because right now there's so many people that are like, hustle, do the work, create your own business, be your own boss. And I am all for that as a serial entrepreneur. Like Mm. I want to do all of the things, but there's some things that you need to do literally just to set your soul on fire. And like, Mm. they're for you and nobody else. There's so many times I create things and people are like, you could sell that. Why don't you sell? And I was like, I didn't make it for that purpose. I literally did it because it made me happy. And yeah. now it's in my home as a constant reminder of that moment that I was happy. So I feel like that needs to be talked about a lot more because right now there's so much out there that's like, if you're good at it, sell it. If you, if it looks good, like create money from it, create an alternate form of income, like multiple streams. Mm-hmm. And I am all for abundance. I am all for calling more money into your life. But if you're going through life with, how can I monetize this? You're going at it the wrong way. Right. Like, cause in there to me, at least it feels like there's this belief that things are only worthy if they're creating money for you. And I think right. there are so many other forms of abundance than money. Like you don't need money to be happy. And to me, happy is a bigger form of abundance than money. Like money allows me a lot of freedoms, but mm-hmm. I don't need everything that brings me joy to bring me direct like a cash input. I also like, it's really funny because I, part of what I'm doing right now is I uh, have a friend who encouraged me to get an Apple pencil because I hadn't done digital art before. And I'm doing this 30 day challenge with myself, just committing to creating one piece of art digitally for a month rather than whatever I feel like, which is what I normally do. And what I am doing is I'm going into this mindset. It's like, I am channeling art digitally that is allowing myself to expand my capacity for spontaneous abundance and by becoming spontaneous abundance of creation. So it's like by allowing myself to create and creating this, making this space for myself to create, I make abundance in my life. I don't have to wait for it. It's already there. I just have to give it the space. Mm -hmm. So it's been a really fun challenge. I love it so far. (laughs) I literally love that. That's so beautiful. And I feel like it's so true. And like, yeah, abundance is definitely more than just money, physical money. It's like Mm -hmm. your health, it's your relationships. It's the way you spend your day. Um, It's how happy you are with your life. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of focus in the spiritual community right now on like abundance. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people being more than comfortable with money. But I think sometimes that messaging gets confused of abundance and like accumulating wealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, there's nothing wrong with accumulating wealth, but we are already so abundant. We don't need to do anything to become more abundant. We just need to let it be abundant. Like, 
I, I I actually had this funny realization yesterday. I went for a walk I, around sunset here and I was walking and the sky was turning all these beautiful shades of like purple and red and like some orange. And then there's the blue. And I was like, it's so beautiful. And I literally, I said out, out loud, I go, oh my gosh, this is free. Like this visualization that I'm having right now, it's free. <laughs> and I, sometimes we get so caught up in these money things and we re- we don't look at all the free abundance around us all mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. oh I love that yeah. I love that thank you for sharing that that's beautiful you're welcome <laughs> that's not um, to say like don't make money because you think no. that we <laughs> right. we live in the society where money is necessary but I think when we focus on what we already have it makes it easier for us to bring in money actually mm-hmm Yep, definitely true. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk back to healing and how yeah. you incorporate that into your business, into your life. So all of those things that you learned, all of those things that you were able to immerse yourself in now bring back into this practice that you use with your clients. Um, what about the things that you do, like stood out to you when you were experiencing them to have you now come home and be like, I need to offer this to people. So some of the things that really stood out to me were that I've had such deep transformations with a lot of these healers because it's not like I had to do anything. I just showed up. I listened to my intuition. I let my intuition guide me to where I needed to go. And it was always the medicine I needed at that moment. And so I think that, especially when I look at some of the specific things I use in my practice, for example, like sound healing or like a guided journeying with a drum, those sorts of things are so deeply transformative because a lot of times we're saying these affirmations or working on the intentional thought work in our conscious state, but we don't really get down into that subconscious world of like, why am I actually doing this? Well, I'm actually doing this because I'm afraid that if I do this, so such and such is going to happen. And I, I think it's important to look into those patterns, but also to go into a state where we can heal that ourselves. And it's, it's not, it's not actually that hard to heal it. <laughs> like, I think often we're told that healing has to be this eat like challenging, hard journey. And I, it, it's not, it, that's just a way that we look at it. That makes it hard. Change is truly like the easiest thing in the world. So like, why not make it enjoyable? Why not make it be through creating art? Why not make it be through laying on the floor and letting someone play a drum over your heart? Why not let it be receiving what you already have? Yes. You know? And Being so open to it. Mm-hmm. And so I, in my practice, a lot of what I, I do with my clients is we work through that, that conscious thought work, because it is important to see where those subconscious things lie. You have to work through them. And then we go through it with uh, a, a deeper subconscious practice, which for some of my clients is creating art. And sometimes it's, oh, I want a guided meditation or a practice of 
one of my clients had wanted to do a practice of learning how to say like what yes felt like in their body. So it was like this, I recorded this meditation for them that was just listening to the yes and like touching your body. Is this a yes? It's not a yes. So I'm not going to touch there. I'm going to like just finding where yes is in your body so you can sensitize it again. And a lot of that to me, I think subconscious is stored way more in our body, whereas conscious is like in our head. So a lot of my subconscious work is through bodily healing, whether that be dance, sensation, art creation or like a guided re relaxation um yeah that's beautiful <laughs> yeah um so i know you had mentioned like shamanic journeying in mm -hmm. that and so for those people listening and they're like what the heck is that <laughs> um if you want to just talk a little bit more about it and like what it is what it can bring up for you um yeah yeah well I'll start off by saying I don't consider myself a shaman, but I use this practice with a lot of my clients because it works, which is leading people through a specific guided hypnosis practice with a drum. So you're using the drum to like kind of you, you notice once you listen to like a synchronistic drum beat that like your heart will start to like beat with it and you like just drop a little lower into your body. And when you're in that, your brain starts to like free <laughs> from that like thinking mind and you just allow whatever happens. And so when, when I use those practices, usually there's a specific focus for them. So sometimes we use um, a shamanic journeying, for example, for um, uh, a, dis a dissolving practice. That's not the word that I would use. Like uh, dismemberment, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dismemberment. I mean, hey, it's like dissolving. Yeah. It is. So like dismemberment. So for example, you're saying, I, I really want to let go of things and I'm finding it challenging to let go. So we're going to do a guided journey where you let yourself be like ripped apart. <laughs> and, but you're not in that conscious state where fight or flight turns on. So you're just watching and feeling the things let go and then you're coming back together. And it, it to me is a very integrative process of allowing the things that we work on consciously. So sometimes we do dismemberment journeys. Sometimes it's like going to that space that is your higher self or having finding creating a home inside of your head. So it's like going in and finding that internally so that you get that journey inside. And I found what's been really helpful for a lot of my clients is experiencing that inside of themselves allows them to know that it's always there and then they don't have to go reaching for the external all the time. And that's, yeah. it's so beautiful to watch. Like, I think that that is the most powerful thing that comes from shamanic journeying is that it's already inside of you. <laughs> you don't have to go out seeking. It's just a deep transformation that happens with ease. I feel like that is like a lesson for life. Yes, it is. <laughs> everything you need, everything you seek is literally already inside of you. Yes. Yeah, I, it's already inside of you. And one of the things I've been really realizing lately, I, is that I already know all the answers. Not that I, I'm saying that I already know everything, but it's like, I already know that I don't know. <laughs> and I have all the answers inside. So it's just about getting out of my own way to knowing that like, I know what my answers are. I can just let those be the answers. And 
know that I have no idea what's coming in the future. And that's kind of beautiful. <laughs> there, there would have been a time in my life where I would have said, I have no idea what tomorrow is. And I would have gone into a full blown panic attack about that. And the fact that now that's part of the most beautiful parts of my day is so crazy to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think there's so many people it. that are like, can't imagine that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But to me, that's, uh, that's part of my trusting myself is trusting that even if I have no idea what's happening tomorrow, I know I've got myself. And so it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Cause I already know the, like, I already know what's best for me. Yes. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I know again, at the beginning you said, um, you use sound healing a lot. And then in the shamanic journey, you use the drumming as the form of sound. What is the correlation with like sound and our body and our frequency? Because I started using tuning forks and life has changed, but for people that are listening and are like, I don't get it. Like what, kind, what, what sound? What? Yeah. So I think the easiest way for, for me to explain it is first, I'm going to talk about it in sense of like, I think most people have had this experience where you listen to a song and it changes something in your body. Your entire body feels differently, whether that be, I don't know. One of my favorite examples is like, if you put on the song, girls just want to have fun. Most people are going to get up and dance because they feel different. You know, it, it's just sound changes your perspective and your state of mind. What I do with my, I have singing bowls and a gong. I don't, and a uh, Koshi chime. So I don't, I don't use tuning forks. They, they're something that interests me, but never like piqued my mm. interest enough to start working with them. Uh, is that like our bodies are, are water, you know, like th there's so much water in them. And so it's, uh, the vibration you we've all seen what happens when like for example jurassic park they they notice that the dinosaurs coming when the, they're the vibration of the ground from yep. the steps it's like that happening with water is what's happening in your body when you're doing a lot of the sound healing is it's not necessarily about the sound although the sound can be pleasant or unpleasant it's about the vibration of what's happening in your body so it's vibrating and bringing you out of this state of gamma or like beta waves which is like the everyday thinking uh stress responses and into a state of deep relaxation sometimes when you're in those you can even go into like a a theta state which is where dreaming happens and it's you start to see these visuals and you're just so relaxed it's it's what i would describe as like an out of body where it's like i know i'm here and i'm awake but i'm not awake and like right. <laughs> it's you're allowing those vibrations to like relax you deep enough to have a deep healing in your body that doesn't need to be conscious. So a lot of times when I use the sound healing, I'm not, I might have an intention for it, but I'm not, it's not a conscious intention of like, we're working on your inner child wounds. It's just like, we're doing a deep healing that will be the most nourishing thing that this person needs today. Mm -hmm. And then I, I play for them and it will impact each person differently. So that's what sound does to your body. So it can bring up, and I, I should add oftentimes with sound, like 
the, these sounds can be really uncomfortable because <laughs> like, like sometimes we're playing like really dissonant notes. So you're hearing two sounds that you're like, those do not sound good together. And that's also part of it is like watching the discomfort. And there's something in that discomfort that will release and relax that okay. like you notice it shifts. And so that's, that's the sound healing. That's what I find powerful about sound healing. And I think we all need more relaxation in life. Like we're always hustling. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we all just need to like slow the fuck down for a little bit. Yeah. Take a deep nap. Yeah. Oh my God. Naps are my favorite. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I, I think back to when I worked at the circus and it was like, there's some weeks we were working like 70 hour weeks at the circus. And I would like, you're working like crazy hours. Uh, like I remember my last day of work, I worked from 9am until 3am the next wow. day. <laughs> and it's like, you're working these really long hours. And I was like hustling so hard. And now I'm like, I love taking naps. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'll just take a nap and paint. And my life just feels so much more fun. And I get to live, you know, I, I, I don't, I was living before, but it was more like I was existing. And now I feel like I'm living and it's beautiful. I love, I love that so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally though, like my days are recording podcasts and I love to talk. So this is like wonderful. <laughs> um, playing with crystals, like making crystal jewelry. If I feel called to do mm. it with my beads, like writing songs, singing worship, like every single day is different. And I am obsessed with that. Yeah, uh, I, I've been uh, dating this person in town and what, he's like, it's like you're retired. And I'm like, yeah, yes. it, it is. Like I live like a retired person because I'm not forcing myself to do the nine to five, but I'm yeah. I'm still existing. I'm still like making money, but it's on my terms. Correct. You know, I, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, I love literally it. it's so funny because like my husband works a traditional job and he comes home and he's just like, you made more money than me today and you took a nap for three hours. I was like, yes, I did. And then <laughs> I, I wrote some songs and like, I had a good time. So, right. It's a good we're life. so, we're so we're, trained. We're blessed. Yeah, it, it is a blessing. And it is, I feel so privileged to be at this place in my yes. life. I, I know there's a lot of people that can't even imagine that they, this would be possible for them. And I do think it is possible for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can imagine a world where we all live the life exactly as we want to and everything happens in, with flow and yes. ease. And it's not like we're not getting food or somebody's not making the thing. I, I think that we can do all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that looks different for every single person. Like there mm -hmm. is that person that their dream is to be that doctor and work those hours and save those lives. And they will do that. And there's the people that want to have that nine to five job and they will go and do that and thrive and then come home and be creative the rest of the night and really just like flow into the rest of the things. And then there's people that want life on their own terms and they want like to be able to just go with the flow every day. And I feel like those people are going to have that as well. Like, I don't believe in putting boxes around people and like, this is what 
life needs to look like. No, that's the whole point of living is like live on your terms, live the life that makes you happy. And so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of artists that I know who, if they depended on their art to make, to be the thing that makes the money, they would not be as successful as they are in art. Right. And so while I think that it is possible to have both, I also know that like, that's just not the life that everyone wants to choose. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong. We just get to choose whatever we want to choose. (laughs) I think that the I, I don't know, problem that I would see in that. I, I, I don't like calling things problems because I don't think things are actually problems. But the only dissonance I see is like when somebody wants it to be differently than it is. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get those the, the, the struggle and the suffering, as Buddhists would call it, of wanting it to be different than it is when you could just decide that it gets to be that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's just that simple. Decide. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of our problems come from not deciding, I think. <laughs> I feel that. I feel yeah. That. Okay. Well, every single guest that comes on the podcast goes through a round of rapid fire questions. Um, okay. Are you ready for that? I am okay. so ready for that. Woo-hoo! Okay. So what is the daily practice or ritual that you have to do every single day? Something that no matter where you are, who you're with, you're like, pause. I need to do this. There's two. One is like something creative, whether that be like journaling, uh, painting, drawing on my pencil, whatever, some sort of creative expression. And the other one is movement. And that could just be like putting on a song and like dancing like a crazy person or going for a walk. I do some sort of movement every day. Okay. Those are my two practices. Yeah. Definitely important ones. I love yes. it. Um, it's not on here, but what's your favorite song to dance to? Ooh, what is my favorite song to dance to? Um, there's a song that I've been really feeling lately and it's called like Poetry, How Does It Feel? And Ooh. it's like, it's spoken word over like some like slow jazz. And it's just like so sensual that I'm just like, yes. Like, I feel like Ooh. the song is making love to me and I love it. So that is the song <laughs> that is my favorite I, I'm gonna listen to that that sounds beautiful yeah. I'll pull out my love tuner and just like go along with it mm. okay yes what's something recent that you manifested so this has been a really great manifestation for me uh so I really wanted to make a big investment in a, a course and <laughs> I didn't it's not that I didn't have the money but it wasn't like readily available for me to make the payment on it. I did some thought work. I went to bed and the next morning, the exact amount of money that I needed for the course had been deposited from random checks and like refunds overnight. Oh my God, <laughs> don't you love when that happens? I love it. And it, and like, we're talking about I, uh, the exact amount of money that was deposited was like $9,900 deposited overnight with me having no understanding. Like I could have paid for it in other ways, but it was like, right. The, the universe wants me to do this <laughs> and it's making it a no-brainer for me. I was going to say, when it's that clear, it's like, okay, you better use this tool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I also love mm-hmm. that, like, investing in yourself just is such a priority. Oh, so good. It is. Um, what book are you currently reading? 
I'm currently reading, uh, what's it called? Oh. Angels and Archangels by Damien Eccles. Um, I'm not, I'm not super into magic usually, but my friend, I had been talking to one of my friends. I was like, I'm, I know that there's a book that's calling to me. I can't figure out what it is. And we had this long roundabout conversation. I was like, I don't know why, but I, like I had this memory of me when I was like six years old, picking up selenite. And he was like, I know what book you need. And he was like, it's this book. And I was like, I don't know what having selenite means with this book, but I'm going to find out. I mean, hey. <laughs> so, yeah. So. How is it so that's far? That's my journey. So far, it's good. It's very interesting. Um, this okay. person that wrote this book uh, was in solitary confinement and with the help of angels, uh, got out of prison. Oh, shit. So okay. like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not far enough into it that I understand, but I'm like, that's crazy. Okay. I need to know more. <laughs> okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. That like should be on the history network or something. It should. I love it. Um, <laughs> what is your secret obsession? So something that not many people know about you. Something that not many people know about me. I'm pretty open about everything I love, but I, there's not a lot I wouldn't do for some sweet potato fries. Ooh. I will. Sweet potato fries are like, it's not a secret, but it's probably not something I talk about enough for how much I love them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, who would you want to be stuck in a 10 minute elevator ride with? Hmm. I would love to be stuck in an elevator ride with I had the answer before this and then my brain went, <laughs> it wants to bring someone else down. Once, the road. It does. It really does. It's like the price is right. Come on down. <laughs> yes. Hmm. You know, I think the answer is actually David Data. Okay. Who is, if, if do you know who David Data is? No. So he's, um, a writer who writes about polarity, like masculine, feminine dynamics. And I just would love to have 10 minutes to ask questions. Okay. I feel like that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. Throwing it back to MTV Cribs. If I were to open up your fridge right now, what would I find? Chocolate hummus mm. and a whole bunch of carrots. I love carrots. <laughs> okay. And chocolate hummus. What do you eat with that? Uh, well, I put it like I'll have crackers or something, but okay. also it's really good with strawberries. So like it, it kind of tastes like Nutella, but not exactly. Right. Um, so like think of anything Nutella tastes good with and like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what is your favorite stone or crystal if you use them? I do use them. Um, the one that comes to me all of the time is rose quartz. Uh, so <laughs> I love rose quartz uh, and it just always makes its way to me. So I, I'm going to have to say it's my favorite. No Honestly, offense to all of the other ones around here. <laughs> I feel like every single person ever on this podcast talks about rose quartz. And I'm like, that is why you're on the podcast. <laughs> and like, I sound like a broken record. That was the first crystal I ever got when I was six. And it has followed me around everywhere like I think I have the most pieces of rose quartz than any other crystal in my entire space and like 
it's in my bra at all times. It's in my purse at all mm-hmm. times. Like I have it in my travel bag. I have it like in every single room, hands down. It's just such a sweet nurturing crystal. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need more of that in life in general of just that sweetness. Fuck yeah. 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 Um, and last one, favorite quote or piece of advice that you've ever been given? My favorite quote and the one that comes to me most often is a Ram Dass quote. And it is, there is nowhere to go. There is nothing to do. And I remind myself that like, I'm not going anywhere. I don't have to do anything. It's all here. Mm-hmm. It helps me stay present in the moment. I was going to say that quote just like grounded the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Okay. Well, let the listeners know where they can find you, where you hang out the most, um, how they can work with you and yeah. just sort of all of your details. Yes. So I am most pop, like most often on Instagram. So you can find me there at, uh, at Bowman Alley. So think of like archery, a bow and then a man and then Alley spelled A-L-I. Uh, and you can also find me uh, at my website, which is alleybowman.com. <laughs> and you can book a session with me there. Uh, I love to just talk about everything. I'm more about community than I am about you necessarily needing to work with me. So even if you're just like, I love this thing, connect. Let's like create bonds of community. That is the most important thing to me. Whether or not you want to work with me or not, I'd love to work with you and I'd love to just chat with you. So that is the easiest way to find me is sending me a DM on Instagram or uh, going to my website, you can book through there and, or sending me an email from there. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Love it. As always, guys, Mm -hmm. details will be in the show notes. So you can definitely go and give her a follow. Um, Yeah, anything else that you feel called to share before we end the episode? The one thing that I feel called to share right now is that life is already a masterpiece. So if you can just make every moment of your life a piece of art, whether that be in the way that you move your hand through the air or that you write that email, every moment to you is available to be fun and playful and artistic in your expression. And I think that is what makes us all unique as human beings is when we bring our specific expression to what we're doing. That would is what I feel called to share right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was incredible. Um, yeah, I feel like you have a world of knowledge and wisdom just from traveling and learning and immersing and just everything. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I it was so good to chat. And I am I love I love chatting. We should do this more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am looking forward to whatever the world brings to all of us, you know, tomorrow. We'll see. You are now one step closer to living your wildest life. If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals 
and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.